1: Welcome to the BBC Country Farm Magazine podcast, where we take you on fun escapes into the countryside and chat to fascinating rural folk about some of the big issues affecting the landscapes we all love. This episode sees two grown men wandering a Gloucestershire woodland at midnight in the hope of hearing nightingales and telling each other stories about the best wildlife experiences you can have in the UK. My name's Fergus Collins, and I'm your narrator for this evening. I hope you enjoy the adventure. I'm in a darkening woodland in Gloucestershire, near the River Severn. Uh, it's probably about ten o'clock at night. I've not done a nighttime podcast before, so oh, and a bat just flew over my head. Perfect timing. And um, so it's a totally different atmosphere. I mean, it's, it's, this is called Hainham Woods. It's near Gloucester, uh, owned by the uh, managed by the RSPB. At the moment you can hear a bit of a dusk chorus. Mostly robins. There's the odd song thrush. They're all quietening down. It's, I'm on a ride, so it's a broad path through thickets. Some taller trees, mostly relatively young trees. Ash, oak, rowan, some birch. sun is just, I mean literally there's just a smudge of pale sky now, it was a lovely sunset earlier and there's a half moon but I'm here for a special bird and this wood is famous for its nightingales now, nightingales sing largely at night well certainly the best time to hear them is at night being dive-bombed by bats. I've only heard Nightingale's a couple of times in the UK and it is the most startling, extraordinary sound. I'm here with an old friend. His name's James Fair. We used to work together on BBC Wildlife magazine. He lives not too far away and he's been to see the Nightingale's many times. He's a, I'd say, a wildlife expert, a very good environmental journalist. And he... Knows quite a lot about why they're here, what makes them come here, and how the RSPB have been managing this site. So, what's all this scrub piled up here?
0: So, what we've got here is we've they've laid down these uh, they've cut down some uh, some small trees and branches, and they've laid them to create a basically a thicket, a fence. And uh, when I was here a couple of years ago, the the warden was explaining that by doing that, you create, basically you're stopping the roe deer and the muntjac, which, both of which are found around here, uh, getting into these areas, and you can't really see. But The idea is, sorry, that <laughs> you, um, you create the sort of conditions that nightingales want, which is nice, lots of sort of thickety brambles, stuff that, that, that they can basically hide in and sing from and nest in. I mean, it's a it's 100-acre wood, but I think only 20 acres of it or something yeah. is kind of good for nightingales, something like that. So, but, and they managed to pack 11 pairs into it
1: two years ago. I don't know what it was like last year or this so what year. What I'm interested in is, the, is this an outlier here? Or it's a complete there, are, outlier. There are no, outlier. No, no other nightingale populations for miles around. Not really, no. Yeah. I
0: mean, there's Cotswold Water Park.
1: Black Cat. Oh, no, sorry, um, that's a song thrush, isn't it?
0: I think it is, yeah. yeah.
1: I would say. What is that? No,
0: oh, yeah,
1: was a... no, Song thrush. Yeah, it is a song thrush. <laughs> yeah, that definitely is, a song thrush. Yeah. It's doing it? an interesting... It's really near. It's this... Oh, it's sorry. A... I pointed at him and he flew. Oh, right, it was just a... Classic only. bird watcher. Yeah. Um... Should we carry on walking? Yeah, let's have, a, let's have a wander up here. So deer are, deer are a big problem for nightingales, aren't they? They're... Deer
0: are a big... Yes, I mean, they did a study in East Anglia and they showed that, that the presence of deer, again, I think it's mainly roe deer and, and muntjac, um, in East Anglia is having a serious impact on species such as nightingales. And, and that they're... is because... Because they eat the, the, the scrub, the, the low lying scrub, the tangle of vegetation that they need, which basically they need for nesting and for the males
1: to sing from. So they quite like brambles. They the like rest, brambles. The yes. Yeah. like to get the strimmer out for brambles.
0: Exactly. But keep your brambles. But, keep I your mean,
1: brambles, ke- get nightingales. But, but I mean, you,
0: you so NEP.
1: Yes. Is, i mean like they get brambles Neppin. everywhere Nep in sussex neph
0: in sussex which is the famous kind of rewilded place mm. that is like it's just bramble city in some places yeah. and there's these great big tangles of vegetation all over the place and these great thick hedges that have grown like massive and it's absolutely perfect for nightingales um, so, but actually yeah. this th- i think this has a higher sort of density of nightingales, even than Nep. This isn't a woodland you can walk through, is it?
1: No, there's not delightful glades. No. And, um, and we, we're walking along
0: a forest ride and then on either side, I mean...
1: Impenetrable thicket.
0: It's, it's a kind of a thick forest. You wouldn't want to go wandering around in there. You'd just get tangled no. up.
1: So, yeah, I'm going to build a little picture. We're just walking down. It's dusk. Um, a rather sort of pinkish, gentle sunset. Been a beautiful... What are we? Mid-May, aren't we? Beautiful sunny day quite cold now it's clear sky it's a half a moon and we're getting the the best efforts of resident birds sort of dust chorus
0: yeah i think i mean it's still incredibly light and clear isn't it yeah so some birds are still singing i mean the nightingales obviously they sing the most moth. of the day in my experience yeah but, um I don't know. The, what I've been told is that they, they have a kind of time in the evening when they literally take... They finally take a bit of time off. And that is maybe now.
1: So like, we're, in, we're in the hiatus.
0: Maybe, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess they have to take a break at some point. And uh,
1: maybe
0: this is a, a good time. Because obviously they like to do it... I think they like to sing all
1: night. And why do they sing all night? Why well...
0: My understanding is that they, they just, they they want to A, keep, it's it's kind of like, look at me, I can sing all night, I
1: can literally do this. I'm strong enough to sing all night. I'm strong enough to sing
0: all night. But I think there's also this thing, so there's the males in here singing away, it's the male that sings. And I read an interesting thing today, so nightingale means uh, songstress, so it means female singer. Right. But, of course, it's the male that sings, only. Not Not
1: night singer, no.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It literally means fem- songstress as oh, opposed yeah, to... So, yeah. so they got that wrong. Um, but, no, so... So,
1: so anything that sung so beautifully could only be a female. Presumably, yeah. yes. Yeah, that, I don't know. Yes, that's a good well, point. We'll have a sing-song later and see what the male... <laughs>
0: but um, but I, I, what I remember being told is that um, part of it is like... So there might be a, a female flying over and the male wants to catch her. Yeah, so think. he wants to, he wants her to hear She's flying over in the dark, so he this has lonely little kind of bird flying, looking around. She hears this lovely voice, you yeah. know, from some thicket in the middle of the woods. She'll come down and, and, and visit him. So he needs to be singing all the time in order for her to find him. He needs to get his song a few hundred metres up. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I imagine he would. I mean... I, it seems nuts to me, but um, mm. that—that's one thing. But it, it is also that kind of thing of, of if if I sing longer and louder than, than, than my mate a hundred meters away, well, you know, I'll keep my territory because also he's he's defending his territory. Yeah. Um. So it's that classic thing of it's not just attracting the the mate; it's it's uh, uh, repelling other males, yeah. um, and the louder, the better they are, the fitter they are, presumably, so keep them away. Hello there.
1: Evening. Um, Hello. Sorry?
0: Any joy yet? No. It's a bit a early, I think. Anything. No. I think we're a bit is, early. There's
1: another yeah. group going round three <laughs> people there going round Really? I think, I think, once it gets dark, yeah. we're very hopeful. We've got to record it, so... Do um... uh, <laughs> so you think it's here, do you?
0: Uh, um, they're all, when I've been here before, they're all around... Um, there's one you can hear from the car park, although always has been in year, previous this years. Well year. so year. um, oh, no there was time. two earlier this year earlier this year, but one's gone. There's only one there's only one now, apparently. Oh, that's not sounding good. No, yeah. that's what we're thinking. <laughs> Should have gone to the water. Well I don't
1: know, I mean that's one person's. <laughs> no, that was
0: the warden. The male warden, as opposed to the lady warden. <laughs> When, okay. when did you hear
1: that today? Yeah. Yeah, right.
0: From, okay. from the la- the male the people, warden who is here? The, the person that the people that are walking there, and he was talking to the man, the male warden. Right. Mm. And um, whenever the RSPB came here, uh, a week or two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I was talking to the lady that came on with the walk, and the warden had to actually coax the bird out. Because mm. mm. it wasn't singing very well. Oh,
1: really? That's <laughs> um, <this. laughs>
0: maybe that's the one that went. Which there's mm. there was only two males. Right. Oh, dear. It was 13 the... just a few years ago. It was, it was 11 two years ago. I know that much, yeah. yeah. So from 13 to 11. Mm. Cause we got them, last year, we got them just across there. And we just don't know the one there. we mm, only heard one.
1: Because mm. uh, you heard loads last year, didn't you? Did you? You had a really good night of. We had a really good night last year. Yeah. I mean, we didn't. But I came a week later and only he heard one. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that t- is the problem here. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> so... we're, g- we're going to be here till it gets dark and no. see if uh, we can get some. Let's be optimistic. Yeah. Well, we might see you wandering around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With our arms well, when pumping. when you're standing in the
0: air. here, I thought, oh, maybe you. No, we're it, just. Or you we're we're to... just recording some
1: some mm. brilliant thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, There's it's a nice sort of dust chorus. I think all the other birds have to fall silent before the mm. nightingales really pipe up. It's one of the interesting things we should have a, about wildlife watching, particularly going on a mission, because you've, you've got a book coming out. I
0: have, yes. Uh,
1: wildlife Spectacles. Or, uh, 100,
0: 100 Great Wildlife Experiences in the UK. Uh, specifically Great Britain as opposed to... So not including Northern Ireland, because I don't know Northern Ireland at all. And, you know, people say to you, oh, I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear a nightingale, or I'd, or I'd love to see bottlenose dolphins, or I'd love to see pink-footed geese flying over the sea, and I don't know where to go, or I, I wouldn't recognise them if I saw them, or, you know, or, and stuff like that, because lots of people don't know that much. And so what I thought was, you, there are places... You know, experts, people who know about this, people like
1: you, for instance,
0: <laughs> would, would know where to go to see these yeah, things. well,
1: 20 but, years, just, uh, well, I suppose 48 years of uh, gaining knowledge.
0: Well, quite,
1: yeah. and, but some people haven't done that. Yeah.
0: And so I, I don't think that, I don't think it really exists in a, in a sort of handy way. It's like, this is the best site to go and see X, Y, or Z. Um, you know, people talk about going to see... Golden Eagles, I think, is a good one. People really want to see a Golden Eagle. and
1: I've never y- seen one in the okay. UK, so where so, should I go?
0: So the best place to go and see a Golden Eagle, it's almost guaranteed, It's a site on Harris, uh, okay. uh, in, the, in the Outer Hebrides. And, you know, it's... The, 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 the warden there, the, the RSPB guy there, says it's probably one of the best sites in Europe to see Golden Eagles because it's... You walk up a track... Um, and it's called, it's called Boga Glass. Um, I think Boglass Glass or Boga Glass in Gaelic. Um, and you walk up track and you're on, you're on, you're basically walking through sort of four eagle territories on either side of you. So you've got a really, really good chance of seeing eagles there. Um well, and we you, you saw them quite close up. I was with my, my partner, my six-year-old, my three-year-old, and even my three-year-old, who was holding the binoculars the long wrong way round. Even he saw them. Um,
1: is that, is that Just traffic. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um,
0: and whereas, you know, I've seen Golden Eagles from like kind of two miles away through the, you know, scope... It's not a very, I don't find that a very exhilarating no. experience. It certainly isn't for a three or a six year old or indeed a partner who's not, you know, he doesn't want to peer down a scope, but a bird flying over your head, you know, riding the ridge like only sort of 50 or 100 yards away. That's a golden eagle uh, particularly. That's yeah. pretty spectacular. And I think a lot of wildlife experiences can be disappointing for people. Um, because it's far away and perhaps they don't have very good binoculars and they don't have a spotting scope like, you know, and experts and spring, enthusiasts. Springwatch
1: and other uh, UK wildlife programmes have brought you into the buzzard's nest or into the... Absolutely, nest, yes. Into the otter holt.
0: How do you beat that? Yeah. And uh, you can beat it because seeing it for yourself is so exciting. But I think... Very often it can be disappointing. And what I wanted to do was to, do, to, to make it less disappointing for people yeah. who don't know much about wildlife. People who know something about wildlife, they know how to do it. They've got, they've got the equipment, they've got the bird books. You know, they know how we're to go out and find this stuff.
1: slightly inured to disappointment because. That's, that's um, a good
0: point. I we, think we, we are.
1: Have, um, we've done so many missions. It's the ones that come off which are the rarity. Like yeah. tonight, it would be fantastic if we're we'll here in
0: I think getting close to wildlife can be really special. So we take our kids to Scoma a lot, and we took them there just last weekend. And you know, you, puffins
1: walk between your legs. Um, and that's what you do need, that. I,
0: I think for children, yeah. you do
1: sort and of, that yeah. Can instill a lifelong love. Life. It's like catching newts in your hand absolutely you yes and
0: place. and you know and that's great and i'd encourage everyone to go out and you know uh, uh dip and catch newts in your hand but there are lots of books that that tell you how to do that. And so this book is not catching newts in your hand. It's about seeing those, the bigger, sort of what you might call our charismatic megafauna. We don't have much of it left, but we've got a a bit. There's still, I mean, I think one of the things that, that I put into the introduction of my book is that we are, you know, even though if you go to the interior of the country, there's lots of
1: parts of the country where you don't see
0: much wildlife
1: no and we've we've chronicled this you and me over the years absolutely um, loss yeah but if you but if you you depressed
0: but if you go to our seashores we are one of the best countries in the world for seabirds we've got Mm. eight million seabirds still just somehow Mm. and you can we have got some of the most spectacular seabird breeding colonies anywhere in the world we're one of the best places in the world to see basking sharks the second biggest fish in the sea yeah Uh, off the coast of um yorkshire in sort of august september a brilliant brilliant place to see minky whales i went there with my partner she'd never seen a whale before we saw seven or eight minky whales for 3 hours just off the coast of yorkshire just off the coast well, of yorkshire
1: not particularly on anyone's radar
0: exactly I mean. and that's my point and people go oh i'd love to see a whale well you can go up to the hebrides and you might see a whale and you might not mm. right you go to east york sorry get yeah go to the coast of yorkshire north yorkshire in September, and get a boat, get on a fishing boat out of Stays, you will see minke whales. It's almost guaranteed. What half a moon? Yeah, is it a bit more than it's a bit more than half, isn't it? It's
1: a gibbous moon, I think. Is it what well, a gibbous moon? Where, where, and I think this is right. Uh, and I'll obviously scrub this off the recording if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But so what's a gibbous moon it's where it's um instead of being concave so you get the sort of slice of moon right it's more convex so you get
0: hang on that is slightly concave isn't it i think it's like
1: convex but then it's all in the eye of behold I mean, it's, it's a half yeah. it's a half moon it's a
0: half moon isn't it yeah so when
1: you get a little bit more on the sort of sliced side. Yeah. So it's more than half. Yeah. It's slightly con- convex, that side. I think that's a gibbous I mean, I like the word gibbous, anyway. I know, oh,
0: you're be. right. Yeah, com- Yeah. okay, yeah. It's like, oh, I was getting my concave and my, con- concave and my convex mixed mm. up. Concave is going in. When you get cave. Because it's like a cave, yeah. Yeah. yeah gibbous. Okay. Gibbous okay.
1: is, yeah, Gi. Double B US. O U S. O U S, Give Us Moon. O- yeah. oh, right. The Give Us Moon. It sounds a bit sort of, uh, yeah, something. bad like, things cre- happen. Yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. yeah. No nightingales come out of a <laughs> Give Us Moon. <laughs> Back through the thicket again. Funny, here.
0: Because, um, so what's today?
1: It's a it's a Monday. It's a
0: Monday. So this time last week we were on skoma and um so and on skoma you go we stayed the night on take two nights nice on skoma and you go to skoma to spend the night obviously to hear the mink shear shearwaters coming in yes
1: yeah, yeah um they make what sort of noise do they make sort of sh-
0: <laughs>
1: something like that <laughs> people will think there's a nightingale singing in the, in the woods here yeah. <laughs>
0: it's really weird noise that's pretty good
1: actually I'm not sure I it, think was it was that good quite proud, proud of yourself I, I, I
0: wish my partner Louise had been here because she makes yeah. it noise very very well well there
1: are bird watchers over there birders over there who, who yeah. are now completely confused <laughs>
0: yeah, it seems me like <laughs> my god a mank <laughs> yeah, I didn't
1: think this was a good spot for mank shield was
0: it but they come in at night yeah um uh and they have to come in under the cover of darkness because otherwise they get eaten by the black back gulls um uh, so we, we went out with our now eight and ten year old kids and showed them this amazing spectacle. They were slightly underwhelmed by it because well you can't see anything. You just hear yeah. this weird noise. I mean yeah. you can see a few uh, shearwaters. They kind of land in this bedraggled heap, and it's like they've got just, tiny legs. Is that right? They've got useless legs, and they're really set far back on their body, right. so they God. basically can't walk. Which it's is why right. they get
1: picked off by the gulls. They in wobble along on their chests and, and, yeah, their... sort of.
0: But some of them, some of them. So you, obviously, a lot of them are coming in to go back down into their burrows um, to basically t- to swap over with their partner, who will then go off fishing at sea for a for a week or two. Um, but some of them, the non breeders, they just land and they just they just they just stay there. And you just see them sitting in the grass
1: just sitting there waiting to be picked off by waiting a...
0: to be picked off by a
1: black gull or... are these the great blackback gulls
0: great and lesser yeah, I think okay. yeah, yeah. They,
1: b- they got both great, great black bat gulls if you've never seen one are really quite extraordinary big they're... beasts aren't they
0: oh they're, they're the size of a buzzard
1: yeah basically
0: although well, as my, my um, eight year old called them great uh, great flat pack gulls so we we, yeah. we, we, we christen them Ikea to <laughs>
1: They have a really stern look on their faces as well. <laughs> Great black girls. I mean, they really <laughs> do. They, they do look have a stern. So. They
0: got and they got these enormous beaks. They're terrifying yeah.
1: beasts. Yeah. I wouldn't want to mess with them. I mean, they can swallow dog. a pe- puffin hole.
0: They can. That's so they say.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think I've seen one. Too. Really?
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sure they can.
1: On on schema.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, they are terrifying.
1: Beasts. Oh, and small dogs, obviously.
0: Probably. Yeah. The point I was going to make was that um, if it had been as light as this this time last week, we wouldn't have seen any.
1: Because they wouldn't come ashore. They wouldn't come else. back.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't come back under this with this sort of light. And the
1: gibbous moon. Because yeah.
0: it under a gibbous moon. <laughs> because it would just be like, it would be a field day for the yeah, flat, back yeah. gulls. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah.
1: God. I mean, yes, they're sort of cannon fodder. But at sea, marvellous.
0: Well, they're beautiful flyers. I mean, they're beautiful. Sheer to watch water. Them yeah. yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, and. Oh, what's that? Yeah. Just a little squeaky.
0: Yeah, there was something, wasn't there?
1: Might have been a rodent. A more rodent sound to it. Let's keep plodding on and see if. uh...
0: But it's quite. um... So I was reminded of uh, a story someone told me once about um, who was staying um, in in the Seychelles, I can't remember which island. And I think it was, um, he was on an island where sooty shearwaters come back at night.
1: Yeah.
0: And the same thing, I think it's the same thing that they have to come back at night. So
1: shearwaters have the same miserable night time Well, certainly
0: they were coming back at night. Um, Now on on Skoma, they come in, they come in quite low. So they're mm. kind of flying over your head, and sometimes you see them, you can almost feel the air rushing over your head as mm. they come in. They're very got a very broad wingspan. Yeah, very broad. But, you know, they're flying quite low and fast. Um, and, 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 in fact, someone asked me today, said, well, you know, do they ever collide with you? You know, because they're coming in so low. And I said, well, that's never happened. But the story I heard of this guy um, was that he went out one night to have a pee um, and as he was having a pee, a bird came in rather lower than he'd expected oh, oh dear. and collided with him.
1: Oh dear. In the, in the, uh, it, yes, in the, the lower department.
0: amidships, He was held, held below the waterline.
1: Oh dear. And what happened? Was there, uh, uh, he
0: survived. He, right. he survived. And he has, off. it he, <laughs> he has subsequently fathered two children. So. Oh, good. Good. good okay. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, not going to say who it was on air because <laughs> right. I think that would be unfair. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, my God, look at that. I mean, this is incredible.
1: It's... it's li- I mean, it, it's lighter than it was earlier, but maybe we've got our eyes in now as well.
0: Well, there is that, yes.
1: It does take... How long would you say it takes to get your eye in? Um, night vision.
0: I don't know, 20 minutes or so?
1: Yeah. I think, well, I've been here a good four days I mean- now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, you, you don't need a torch at all. I mean, no, it's, it's, it is now, pro- it's proper dark. It's proper yeah. night time now, yeah, isn't
1: it? Yeah. the sun has gone. There's yeah. A, there's, a, there's a sort of smudge. Do you think smudge. there's still a... There's a smudge, but you can see stars. Yeah. It's dark enough to see stars. Obviously, there's still people busy on the A40. It's still quite, quite busy, isn't it?
0: Do you think it's reduced a little bit?
1: A little bit, yeah. Yeah. So certainly not as so much heavy goods traffic.
0: No. Although my experience of, of it in the past has been that... Um, the one thing that does still go past at half past twelve is an, you know, yeah, is a, is an articulated lorry yeah.
1: yeah, as opposed to the smaller cars but um, it's thundering through the night on the A40 exactly, from yeah. Gloucester to Ross and Why carrying their <laughs> mysterious packages <laughs> <laughs> what do the people of Ross need at that time of the night <laughs> and why
0: Jaffa cakes I imagine yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah. that's a demand for Jaffa cakes
0: it's very high demand for jack cakes and Ross-on-Wye and
1: yeah good town ross and wye actually I was there the other day right, there's much I uh, haven't been there since I was a kid
0: I don't think I've ever nice been town. to Ross-on-Wye
1: yeah, I've been near it thriving I would say is it thriving you'd say town. it was
0: threving, threving. thriving
1: okay. thriving thriving as well thriving as well <laughs> okay. right, I thought it was a, yeah it's a good town it okay. was beautiful on the sweep of the river Wye obviously yeah yeah. the on Wye bit <laughs> <laughs> gives
0: it away rather doesn't it yeah. <laughs>
1: but uh. Right, Nightingale, where are you? Yeah, it's time to... (laughs) Time to show your colours. Time to put in a... Even a sort of, like, ten-second burst would be good. It's amazing, the shadows cast across this woodland ride by the trees. It's it's like a black-and-white photo of a summer's day. (laughs) (laughs) If you squint. (laughs) so in your book um, yeah. what of all the 100 this is the obvious question of all the 100 great experiences which was the one which you treasure the most if you have one
0: yeah i mean so so i have my top two are seeing white-tailed eagles on Mull, and that right. was i treasure and, and i think no one could fail to be to be moved by the sight of a of a white-tailed eagle flying in to pick up fish from 20 yards away Um, and that was but it was also I I treasure it because because my three my son who was three at the time was kind of standing you know on the boat with me utterly gobsmacked Um, sort of you know couldn't quite believe that there was was a bird bigger than him flying towards the boat I think he was rather alarmed in fact but in a a sort of a good way Um, my kind of my number two was probably the one that was personally speaking was the most remarkable thing i did which was uh, going swimming with basking sharks and and that's not something you can take a three-year-old to do so um but it was just me uh, and i well you go with a sort of organized tour but
1: there or is something snorkeling or... snorkeling
0: yeah you yeah. just get in the water with a very thick wetsuit because it's you're between coal and tyree in the inner hebrides and the sea's pretty cold in september um, wow. yeah and you've got a mask and a snorkel and you
1: how close do you get to these
0: it was about 10 or 15 feet away wow
1: well, okay and these are big fish we're, we're Wait, talking was, sort of it was a
0: small basking shark by basking shark stands so it was only about 4 metres long
1: oh a tiddler yeah a tiddler hat-pop. yeah baby yeah. yeah oh that's totally unimpressive <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> 4 metres long so we're looking at yeah it's, that's oh it's two, 14 or 15 14 feet is it <laughs> two tall men standing on each other's shoulders sort of thing yeah, yeah and, 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 and some I and think bit, yeah okay.
0: Well, yeah, maybe, it's fish, yeah. It's a big fish. It's a big fish, yeah. yeah. That was pretty amazing. And they have amazing. huge mouths. Yes, yeah. it, the, the, the mouth wasn't open at the time. No. It had been feeding, but as it went past us. Um, the weird thing about it is it didn't seem to be moving, and yet it came and went in the space of about 10 or 15 seconds. It's, yeah. you know, it didn't seem to be waggling its tail or anything like that, but they just glide. Submarine, know. yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally silent, sort of unmoved, cold, sort yeah. of... Almost reptilian, sort of animal, you know, it's sort of completely, you, you wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have even registered on its radar, you no. know, it's just looking for planets. There was no connection. No, no connection no. at all. But what, but, I mean, one of the things that's it's interesting about this, and we were talking earlier about the whales, it's interesting, you think these things are set. You know, that this is, this is what happens and this has yeah. always happened and always will happen.
1: Well, like nightingales well, in and Wood. like nightingales and Highland
0: Woods. Nightingales in Highland Woods. And I mean, not just from a sort of, this isn't just because of I don't know, climate change or whatever, but just animal movements change. Yeah. You know, famously, there was a great gathering of uh, killer whales in Tysfjord in Norway um, in, in late sort of November, December. Um, because the herring went there and they used to be able to go out they used to do trips up there and you could get into the water with the killer whales
1: yeah. and then that's brave I know they're not man eaters they're not man eaters
0: would still take a bit of guts wouldn't it well, um, uh, yeah. but anyway so but the herring moved and obviously the, 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 the killer whales did too the killer whales. I mean, that's that's one that's in the book. And you call them killer whales? I do call them killer yeah, whales. Scientists tend to call them killer whales. Do they?
1: Yeah. Not orcas. Not orcas. No. Well, that's a change. I always thought that it was the other way around, That uh, so rather like you call um, white-tailed eagles. White-tailed eagles are not sea. Not sea eagles. Not seagulls, yeah.
0: Because they're not just a sea bird.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, sea uh, <laughs> a Different yeah. Thing not <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh, my, my orca and my killer whales a little bit interchangeable. So we can ki-
1: we can call them killer whales. Yeah, with uh, with Even without though, guilt. Absolutely, ah. I, I think. Oh, I like kilt. Much prefer calling them killer whales. Oh, I, I, have yeah. yeah. You I've never, always... you never, straight off the path well, of killer whales. <laughs> I, You're always a true in, believer. When, I, when, I'm,
0: yeah, when I'm writing stuff, you can, you know, you don't want to. If you don't want to write killer whale for the sixteenth time, you might say orca. Yeah. But on the whole, uh, I would just, I just use killer whale. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah.
1: Killer whales. Well, that I, that I didn't know. I would have you, admonished you, people for, for
0: for saying killer whale. Saying killer it's whale a, because it's a wrong pejorative. Well, see, the thing is, of course, that that people think. So people, the, well, ah, it's usually pejorative, but so it is misleading because they're not whales. Oh, yes. Right, true. so they're dolphins. Um, but they were called killer whales because I think it was the Basque sailors. I think it was Basques. Yeah. Basque sailors um, saw them attacking and killing whales off the coast of Spain, hence... Killer whales. Ah, yeah
1: they were killing whales. They were killing
0: right. whales. They're whale killers. Yeah. Ah, right. Okay. Not not killer
1: not whales that kill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, although but, although that also fits, but except they're not whales. oh yes. Okay. So that's the yeah, problem yeah. with it. Good point.
0: Um, but if you think about it as being uh, them being killers of whales,
1: mm. they're killer so dolphins, right? Really.
0: They're killer <laughs> dolphins. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, did you put yeah. Heinem Woods as your nightingale spot? I did
0: put Hain and Woods as my <laughs> nightingale spot. <laughs> Come back.
1: <laughs> so, if they have, if they miss a breeding season, could that be it for them?
0: Well, that's certainly, I think, the, the, what they worry about. The, 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 certainly, when I spoke to warden a couple of years ago, what they worry about is if they can probably miss one breeding season, possibly even two, but if you miss more than that. Then the bird will die, and yeah. obviously, um, but they they would fly here,
1: but not breed, or well,
0: or are they here? are they are they not surviving in their overwintering grounds? Yeah. Um, I um, mean, there's always the fear that what's happening to them en route between yeah. the two, so they're um, very vulnerable
1: in lots of different places. Exactly, yes, but
0: I think I'm just know, we wondering, don't
1: would, coming back next year. It's worth a punt. I mean probably not worth coming back this year i Ooh. would i would i would
0: um I would contact the the reserve now oh, i yeah. think before I came out okay. here okay yeah. um but i you know i well, think the wait. worry is if if they if they're lost from this site completely, then birds wouldn't know to come here mm.
1: Yes, that's, so that's the problem that, that's what i'm thinking yeah there's, I there's, think
0: there is that, yeah, it would purely bite. It would then be purely by chance that a bird found it, whereas, obviously, if you've got a bird that's coming back, and and, and then you've got this singing male, so, you know, it can draw in a female.
1: Well, we didn't hear any nightingales, which was a huge disappointment, but at least I got to hear some great wildlife tales from James, and his book, 100 Great Wildlife Experiences, is published this summer by Pen & Sword. After our visit, we contacted the RSPB warden for Hynem Woods, and she told us there are only three males they know of this year, so numbers of nightingales are right down. But they believe that two of them have already paired up, and she thinks they generally stop singing after pairing. She also said because there's more space now with only three males, there's less reason to sing to ward off other males. Hence, perhaps, the silence we encountered. So there is hope. If the birds who've arrived this year produce lots of offspring, and they return next year, we might get a decent chorus and I'll be back to record another podcast. Always hopeful, my fingers crossed. <laughs> for now, thanks for listening to our podcast. You can find loads more on iTunes, the Apple Podcast app and Acast. And tune in next week for more adventures. This has been a podcast for BBC Countryfile magazine, produced in Bristol by Jack Bateman and Ben Hewitt. Thanks for listening. Goodbye now.